in Chicago, two comedian skeptics named Andy and Art were mysteriously abducted by the illusionary mastermind and conspiracy theorist known only as Mr. Mr. Bunker. Bunker. The following serves as a record of Bunker's attempt to convince non-believers of the truth about conspiracies and paranormal activity. Andy and Art give an uninterrupted presentation and verdict on the plausibility of these offbeat topics, delivering what they call the, the whole enchilada. Will Mr. Bunker convince these two skeptics any of this is real? Will it convince you? Welcome to Mr. Bunker's Conspiracy Time Podcast. As always, I'm your co-host, Art Stone, and with me, as always, is your co-host, Andy Hart. Hi, Art. Hi, Bunkfunkers. Andy, you're back in the bunker. We're still in the bunker? Still in the bunker. This is your bubble system is working. You are contained. I am here on the open-faced toilet. That's right. Hermetically sealed on the open-faced toilet. Using state-of-the-art technology to seal you shut. Yes, um, and by state of the art technology, I mean um, a couple of moving blankets and a shower curtain and a hanger. If you look above Andy, you will see a hanger. No, right here. Oh yeah, there. <laughs> yeah, that sealed me in. Yeah, sealed you in pretty. That's a tough. That's a tight seal. It's one of those uh, hangers from uh, <laughs> from a department store that they put pants on with the two clips. That's right. I always steal those. Um, there's also five pound weights at the bottom. That's right. Holding it down. So there's no possible way for me to escape without assistance. <laughs> I cannot lift more than two and a half pounds by myself. Um, I have hernias bulging everywhere. Well, Andy, you know, I think part of the reason why maybe you struggle to lift weights uh, above two and a half pounds is that you have you're, you're hollow on the inside, both emotionally and physically. Yeah. Yeah. All of my organs fell out one time when I pooped. They all just came gushing out, and I should have stopped, but I just flush whenever I hear. I mean, a big it's flop, a natural thing. It's a natural. It's a courtesy flush. That's right. I was in a public bathroom at the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, I every day I I have plumbing in my home, but I choose to go to gas station bathrooms and Starbucks bathrooms instead. I shower in the sink. I go poopy in the toilet. Um, it's a good <laughs> way to start the day. Well, Andy, much like how you are a uh, wonder ball. Uh, or maybe uh, a Kinder Egg, if for our European listeners, mm. uh, you are hollow inside, much like today's topic, which is the Hollow Earth. Is it? But a Kinder Egg is full of toys, and there's nothing good inside of me. <laughs> well, I, all right, all right. So you've 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 picked apart my uh, my foolproof uh, analogy, but uh, you won't pick apart my foolproof bubble. I can't. I can't get out of here. It's <laughs> five pounds. That's right. Well, today, Andy, we're talking about the Hollow Earth conspiracy. This is a kind of a classic. It's, it's, uh, I mean, this is a long lived theory. Yeah. This is, uh, this has a lot, lot, deep roots. I'd say so. A lot of people have written about it. It's been around since before the 1800s. Yeah. Um, yeah, surprisingly, this is one that's pretty durable. Maybe not the most popular anymore, Mm -hmm. but it, or ever, but. Durable, unlike you and I. Right. Uh, very brittle men. Very brittle. 
uh, hollow, uh, shallow. Yeah. You ever had that uh, that unempathetic, nori? uncaring? Um, you ever had that nori like seaweed paper? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's like us. That's yeah. what we're made out of. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You could put uh, us in a soup, and we'll just fucking. Yeah. yeah, I mean, soak me in water though, and I will wrap myself around rice quite well. <laughs> is that what it is? Water. I've never made sushi myself, well, but uh, hey, you know what, bunk funkers. You can you can get soaked in all the the whole topic of today yeah. today's. You don't like you don't like our take on it. So sushi. <laughs> so sushi. I'm gonna sue she you in court. Food court. Sushi you in court, sucker. <laughs> Jesus. If you want to get right to uh, the topic, the research at hand today, Hollow Earth, go ahead and uh, I'll tell you what's not hollow is our show notes or our episode description full of information. Chock full. One of the best bits of information you'll get from there is a timestamp. So you can scrub ahead on your audio playing device and go right to when the research starts. You don't got to listen to us, but hey, I, I would say maybe you should you should check in because we got a wild Bunker sighting this yeah, week. Yeah, we do. It's, it's, I mean, if you want to skip ahead, you can skip ahead, but you're going to miss this crazy bunker sighting from this week. Um, let's not waste any more time. Oh, right? yeah, Andy, I mean, get into, into it. You, you, so, you got this one. So, up. so bunk funkers, I mean, come on. You know this by this point. This uh, was a lovely email to receive. Lovely. It was a beautiful email. From Kyle. From Kyle. Um, so uh, we got this email. Um, as everybody knows, Mr. Bunker... Has is we me and Art are back in the bunker. We left quarantine to come back to the bunker. Mister Bunker, not here, not in the That's bunker. Right. Still traveling. He doesn't kind of want to deal with us right now. He's yeah. been enjoying the traveling. We're hanging out with Peon Musk. Peon the Musk Sasquatch. Is here. You got to listen to the whole show to get the lore, <laughs> right? Yeah. If you don't Peon know, Musk is an undead Sasquatch that Mister Bunker killed with a katana, and then he used like some weird blood magic from Utah to infuse into Peon Musk, and now Peon Musk is this weird sort of like tech VC. Uh, he owns a, a Bunkla, which is a tech Tesla ripoff kind of uh, auto- autonomous driving car company. But he also hangs out here with us and eats Doritos on the tr- on the couch. Right, right. So if you want more information on this, I mean, just listen to all of our episodes <laughs> in order from the beginning. And if anyone wants all- to put together a bunker wiki, I mean, I think it would be greatly appreciated. <laughs> You can check the bunker wiki. Yeah. Yeah. Because this is all uh, canon now about all of these characters in the bunker. So um, this uh, this week, a really interesting bunker sighting from Kyle. Um, And I'm just going to read I'm going to read Kyle's Kyle's email. Uh, First of all, I just want to point this out. Kyle says, hi, Andy and Art. I just want to say that I really enjoy your podcast and that I have been listening since Art's guest appearance on Hysteria 51's Flatwoods Monster episode. Art. Very good very good friends of ours, Hysteria 51. Flatwoods. They're great. Mm-hmm. We love them very much. Yeah. Uh, we'd give them a big old smooch and a hug if we could, but we can't. Right. Yeah. That's, <laughs> they don't, first of all, they don't want yeah. that. Even if there was no COVID, they, right. would, not, they would not accept that. <laughs> um, but then just from a public health standpoint, we shouldn't <laughs> at this point. That's right. Um, but that's a very nice thing for you to say, Kyle. Thank Kyle, you. Kyle, we appreciate it. Uh, Kyle also says, I've always found conspiracy theories to be fascinating, even though I don't really believe in any of them. I just like to learn more about where they come from and the history surrounding them. And that's why I enjoy your podcast so much. But my enjoyment of your show isn't the reason I'm writing to you today. It is because I believe that I saw Mr. Bunker oh when I flew to New Jersey to visit my grandmother. 
Now, I always thought the things you talked about at the beginning of your podcast were all just some made up silly goofs and that it was all made up on the spot. But now I'm not so sure. I mean, that's a key mistake, Kyle. We've said it multiple times. We are heathens. We are shitheads. We are terrible, terrible people, but we ain't liars. Everything we say in every episode is true. That's that's right. Completely. 100%. (laughs) And you, I mean, for whoever's compiling the Bunker Wiki, write down every statement we've ever made, (laughs) every declaration of fact. It's all true. Would we lie? What? Who? Me? (laughs) Uh, Anyway, Kyle goes on. I was on a rather crowded flight from Denver to Newark when I saw something I couldn't explain. I was in the aisle in the emergency row since I'm a bigger guy and can use all the leg room I can get when I glanced out the window and saw what looked like a metallic balloon with fins and a propeller rising from under the tip of the wing. My two aisle mates were sound asleep, so I was the only one that can confirm what I that I can confirm saw it. As the balloon rose above the wing, I got my first good look at it. There, on top of the balloon, was a man wearing what looked like a fishbowl with a garden hose attached, doing hip thrusts in my general area while pointing down. All I could see was the plane's wing, of course, but the balloon continued to rise until I saw that there were words printed on the balloon that said, quote, bunk link number one by bunk tech, end quote. And in smaller print under it was, quote, suck it starlink, end quote. I continued to watch until the balloon rose out of view of the window when I saw what looked like a small metal box suspended below the balloon. Completely forgetting about the pandemic, I had to get a better look. So I leaned over my neighbor's seats, much to their annoyance, to get a better view. There in the metal box was what I can only describe as a Sasquatch wearing an admiral's hat driving the balloon with an old-fashioned ship's wheel. (laughs) Needless to say, this turned my world onto its head. If you were telling the truth about Mr. Bunker, then could some of these conspiracies that you covered be true as well? But as I write this, another question hits me and makes me wonder if Mr. Bunker was just pointing down at the balloon during his hip-thrusting dance, or was there something below he wanted people to see? Too bad the plane's wing blocked my view, but I do have a window seat in the back of the plane on the flight back to Denver, so I know that I will have to keep my eyes open on the off chance there might be something down there he wanted us to see. Wow. Whoa. I mean, this is this is wild. This, yeah. This is crazy. I mean, you know, my initial reaction is that is that Mr. Bunker now is styling himself as some sort of combination of Gru and Vector. <laughs> because this contraption, this this flying vehicle sounds a lot like Gru's vehicle from Despicable Me. And the hip thrusting is pure Vector. That's right. Uh, I mean, that those hip thrusts, that is very Vector. I mean, that was a, uh, you know, uh, a big meme for a while. And... Uh, you know, I was thinking around the world in 80 days, so I think I feel like we switched bodies where you're making more uh, modern day references and I'm referencing some old movie that I think was remade with Jackie Chan. Uh, was that Chitty Chitty Bang Bang? <laughs> uh, around the world in 80 days, though, I think it originates in literature. Oh, wow. Um, but anyway. So is what I know. Um, here, this is crazy. I mean, this is a crazy Pia story. Musk. 
Elon Musk piloting some sort of airship, a dirigible from a box a suspended, suspended underneath a uh, a balloon wearing an admiral's hat. Uh, I mean, this an is an old fashioned ship's wheel. I know it's almost a little adorable if it wasn't so scary. Yeah. Suck it, Starlink. I mean, that's a great uh, that's a that's a great phrase. Do you think they got into the upper atmosphere? Did they go into space? I mean, he's wearing the fishbowl. That's not I mean, did he have a suit? Like, I don't think he's... Mr. Bunker's been up to space before. Obviously, maybe that space. was the reason he was checking out the ISS. Right. Uh, earlier in the year. Um, you know, it's... Uh, I think Starlink has some competition, that's all I'll say. I mean, watch <laughs> out, Elon Musk. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, clearly, it's like... I guess... I guess... I mean, here's where my head is on this. Okay. Elon Musk has a company. Mm-hmm. Multiple companies. Tesla, Starlink, the boring company, the boring company. Uh, Mr. Bunker is trying to set Peon Musk up as the anti Elon. And they're going to, they're, they're like the villain. They're like the evil version of Mm. Tesla. I think he's doing an evil twin type of thing. Wow. That's really interesting. Kind of like the, uh, yeah. So I think the one thing we have to understand to really understand Elon Musk now is find out who's the equivalent of Elon Musk's bunker. Oh, oh, oh wow. Whoa, Andy, that's a big statement. Yeah. Yeah. It's a big statement. I mean, mm-hmm. who knows who's running the show there over at uh, Tesla? Or I mean, we thought he was just Elon. being a copycat and being antagonistic, but I don't know. That's a big reveal. Yeah. Well, speculation. Big speculation. Yeah. Thing is, I don't know. I mean, uh, yeah, I, I'm not as convinced of if they, if they're the opposite of Elon Musk. Never, obviously, Elon Musk is a very smart individual, very smart man. Uh, mm, knows a P. lot. Elon Musk is a Sasquatch. Elon <laughs> Musk is a Sasquatch. <laughs> low, relatively low intelligence. So in some ways, it's like you got a smart guy doing a lot of like with a lot of smart people doing physics and other crazy things, robotics, AI, engineering, what have you. And then I, so I guess if they're the opposite, they're dumb. They're right. just like really fucking stupid. And like, but somehow they still make it work, I guess. Yeah. 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 I mean, like Peon Musk has, has limited brain function. He's an undead Sasquatch. Um, you know, I and mean, geez, you know, fucking say that to his face. Jesus yeah, Christ. Yeah. If he comes in here, I'll tell him that he's kind of dumb. He's a Sasquatch. Brain function. He's not, was he going to like, he's not going to get a math degree anytime soon. I mean, come on. <laughs> He's doing like der- derivatives in his head or something. Like, give me a break. Uh, and then you know, Mr. Bunker's, you know, Elon Musk. I mean, approaching, well, you know, Tesla. It's like approaching the problems with science, right? Yeah, Mr. Bunker, Bunkla, approaching problems with blood magic. I mean, he approaches problems with breaking the laws of physics. I guess. <laughs> yeah, that's. Generally, so in some ways, I mean, I guess if Elon Musk is staying within the bounds of the laws of physics, Bunker is saying, I'm going out of those bounds. Yeah, but he's playing. I think Bunker's playing a. I mean, he's playing a dangerous game. I'll say you that much. Yeah. One, he is literally probably hunting other humans for sport. (laughs) Kyle, you should watch your back. Yeah, (laughs) Kyle, be careful. The fact that he was the fact that he was gesturing so wildly to you. I mean, that's never a good sign. Yeah. Yeah. Um. And uh, 
what, what was I going to fucking say? I don't know. Some about the laws of physics. So uh, he's playing a dangerous game because he's playing outside the laws of physics. And, uh, you know, you, you're breaking playing the laws, with breaking you, you, the laws. He's, he's hanging out with Judas Priest. Yeah, uh, Judas Priest. He's uh, and I think playing with the laws of physics could uh, I don't know. You're playing with the fabric of reality and time. And uh, I don't know. It's just it's not the kind of thing that I would get involved in. I'll tell you that much, Andy. Do you think Yeah, it's possible Mr. Bunker could rip a hole in reality? Shred the time space continuum. Christ, maybe that's what his whole game, and maybe that's his whole game. That's what his aim has been the whole time. Yeah. Could be. We don't know. Maybe we should be worried. I don't know. I feel like we're kind of complacent in this because, uh, yeah, we did very little to stop the criminal acts of (laughs) a lot of people have been asking, like, you know, you guys are back in the bunker. How is it that you, it's just that, like, you know, when we leave the bunker, we kind of like forget. Like, we're always like, ah, I mean, should have written down where it was and let somebody know, but like, I always forget, you frankly, know, we're busy. Get off our dicks, bunk bunkers. Like, I mean, <laughs> you don't know, about, you don't know our lives. Like, yeah. we got stuff to do. I mean, we got like, shit look, to do. do you think that we're the, like people who are driven, focused, committed? Like, <laughs> you think we have ambitions, we dreams, get, goals? We, we get out of here and we're like, Ooh, French fries. <laughs> I mean, come on. Yeah, I mean, we could we could report the location of the bunker. We could take photos of it so that people can find it. Like we could stop getting in the self. We could stop getting in the autonomous self-driving car that Peon Musk has to drive because it doesn't drive itself at all. We could stop getting into the car voluntarily, but we we're not. And you know, it's so annoying because you know he he he's always like, oh look look no hands look I'm doing it, and the car will start fucking drifting, (laughs) and you know that he's gonna try and drive it with his knees. And he's like, oh, look, no, we're like, Peon Musk, we know what you're doing. It's, you're using your knees. You're a very large individual. You're a Sasquatch. <laughs> and the car is very poorly aligned yes. to begin with. It just, there's no, even the, on a straight. The car is shaped like a Tetris Even piece. on a straight, straightaway smooth road, the wheels, it just veers. It just wobbles. It's not, there's no chance it's going to go straight I'm without some sure correction. I'm pretty sure the wheels of, of the first model of the Bunkla uh, are taken from all the broken shopping carts across the world. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They just are going all sorts of wish ways. Yeah. <laughs> Look, I mean, Bunkla's probably not going to shift the paradigm in engineering. Like, <laughs> let's be honest. But, I mean, again, that's where I think Bunker comes in, where he's breaking the laws of physics. Yeah. Breaking the law. And um, that's how he'll get the upper hand. He doesn't win by uh, brains. He wins by brawn. Yeah. Or, I don't know, cheating. Whatever. Or okay, yeah. Well, either way, Kyle, thank you so much for sending that in. That is yeah, an incredible I mean, story. It's a worrisome bunker sighting, but it's appreciated nonetheless. And again, thank you very much for your very kind email. We, you know, that kind of those getting getting those kinds of kind emails makes this whole situation feel a little bit better. Andy. Yeah, we do feel better. And I mean, I know it's our fault, but you know, sure. we're not going to change. We're not going to apologize. No, we're not going to change. We're not going to apologize. We're not going to. Think about other people at all. You know, one time, uh, this is how good of a person I am. I was volunteering at a soup kitchen, Andy, and one of the uh, patrons of the soup kitchen, uh, I did something and I apologized and he looked at me and he said, hey, never say, never apologize. It's a sign of weakness. Mm. And I've lived by that. Yeah. You know, I have a similar story. Uh, One time I was eating at a soup kitchen because it's a good way to get free food. (laughs) 
because nobody checks to see if you actually aren't in need. Right. Um, so I just go in there and eat. That's right. Uh, and somebody said, you're the guy who's always in the soup kitchen being like, can we get seconds yet? When's it, come on. And you're like going up to the mm -hmm, other tables being like, yeah. eat your fucking soup so I can get seconds. Yeah. And people, everybody's are... got to finish before they give you seconds. Yeah. And people are always like, Hey, please keep it down. Stop shouting. Stop throwing things. Put your shirt back on. And you know, it's in those moments that I, I realized that, you know, you have to, you have to be true to yourself. That's right. <coughs> Sorry. Water went down the wrong pipe. Oh God. <laughs> Pee, I, I can't help you. Pee on Musk. <coughs> Hey on. I'm okay. Hey on. What were you saying about your shirt? Oh, I didn't have a shirt on That's in the right. soup kitchen and I was throwing things and they said, stop it. You're making a scene. <laughs> you know, we already told you where the bathrooms were and you just have to be true to yourself. Like you can't, right. you can't live your life for other people. And those are things we live by. So anyway, thank you, Kyle, for sending in that bunker. Sighting. <laughs> where, we're, where we're going with all this is thanks, Kyle. Yeah, thanks, this was Kyle. a tremendous bunker sighting. Um, thank you, Kyle, for that and uh, a kind email. That kind email on your bunker sighting. Yes. And um, we, we, I mean, the thanks are going to continue here, Andy, because we're going to do a bunker alarm. Oh, we're going to go right into a bunker alarm. And this is a special bunker alarm. This is for a brand new. Well, not maybe but, not brand new at this point, uh, but you know, with the way things work and the timing of things, and regardless, this this guy has been an OG bunk bunker for a long, long time. He's actually gotten a bunker alarm before, but he's going to get another one. Yeah. Because yeah. he recently became a Patreon supporter. Yes. On our Patreon. This is our good friend, Seize. Seize. Now, Seize is a musician. Seize mm -hmm. is a, a lover of um, um, all things bunker lore. Yes. And um, so, you know, this is a, I think maybe we were going to have to do a uh, kind of maybe, maybe we can queue up like a musical bunker alarm for Seize. Yeah, of course. That would be fitting. Yeah, yeah, we can get queue up a bunker. So you know, as you know, uh, bunk funkers, if you uh, become a Patreon supporter, or if you just ask for it, and we have availability, <laughs> or if you, excuse me, you send something in, send a drawing of what you think, uh, <laughs> what you think Mister Bunker looks like. Oh my god! If somebody sent in artwork, you can have free bunker fan art. Yeah. <laughs> if you want to do a drawing of uh, Peon Musk, or oh, that'd be wonderful. A watercolor of what you think the bunker looks like? Yeah, that'd be beautiful. Uh, we'd hang it in the bunker for sure. Yeah. Uh, now, you can get a bunker alarm, which is a we, it's a piece of bunk tech technology that perfectly syncs uh, two, two sound bites together. Mm -hmm. And this is really, it's very complicated. We can't really explain it. Uh, but I just know that, you know, we, we're not we, eggheads. We're, we're, we're not eggheads. We don't, we don't explain things like that, but we, it syncs up two pieces of sound and it's a way for us to say thank you to all the wonderful listeners, all the wonderful bunk folkers out there. Um, but Andy is going to queue up a, uh, lovely sound here. He's just mm -hmm. going to, you know, just program the machine here. Boop, Um, wonderful. Okay. Sound. The machine's calibrated. It's ready yeah, to go. The machine's calibrated. It's ready to go. Now, I mean, a sophisticated piece of equipment like this, bunk funkers, you don't. You just you just push the button and it goes. But Art and I, we like a little countdown because it, it builds, countdown. builds the drama. I mean, uh, Art and I are um dramatic. Uh, we're thespians. Uh, so we appreciate the the dramatic effect. So. That's right. 
We will do a regardless count. of what the arts community has to say about us. <laughs> we are thespians, and we're saying no it. matter what anybody who is actually in theater says about either one of us. No don't believe how them. many times SAG after says please sends a cease and desist says stop talking to us. The Motion Picture Academy sends us letters to please stop watching movies. Even uh, just ignore it all. It's not true. Uh, so uh, without without further ado. Uh, C's, please enjoy your bunker alarm. Uh, here we go. Three, two, one. Good job, Bunk Tech Bunker Alarm yeah. 3000. That was a nice one. That's yeah. we're gonna have to maybe you know we can catalog that one. Yeah, we, we. I mean, we've got millions of these. I mean, there's so many. It's there never has to be a repeat. That's right. <laughs> and for all we know, there never will be. <laughs> and if there was, we wouldn't remember it. Yeah, be honest. <laughs> yeah. I mean, so call us out on that if you hear one. I mean, we'll work harder at the machine. Uh, but a huge thank you again to C's. We appreciate the support. It means a lot to us. Yes, C's. Thank we you. Appreciate the listenership. Um, you know, and uh, if you would like to get a bunker alarm, you know, we I already mentioned it. I don't think I'm going to go over it again. Uh, but uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. So anyway, Andy, I think all that's left is to, uh, you know, just... Uh, we got to get into it here. We got to give the bunk funkers the whole enchilada on the hollow earth. Yeah, maybe we should call it the full enchilada. Ooh, maybe. Well, we're know. not going to. The whole enchilada. Yeah, I mean, it's always the whole enchilada, but I don't know. This might just be this might just be like uh like Is you know, like just a plastic a tortilla food? with nothing in it. Yes, or, or 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 that plastic food that they use in in like IKEA and different showrooms. Oh, yeah. Maybe that's what this is. It's a whole enchilada. Inside it's hollow. Yeah, you know, there's this stuff that you can spray on food and it will like keep it from rotting, I think. Oh. Because I used to go to this uh, this restaurant called Tumbleweed once in a while and they would put a plate of flu- food out in like the doorway. Oh, yep, yep, yep. And it's like frozen, you know, it's like, it's real food. It's frozen in time. Yeah, it's weird. Very strange. Well, you know, hopefully nobody ever sprays us with that, but that would be kind of nice, maybe. Anti-aging cream. <laughs> yeah. You know nobody wants us frozen in time. Yeah, that's right. No, people, time wants to forget about us, but we won't let it. Yeah. And <laughs> we refuse to... Yeah, we make you remember us. We do what we gotta do. But um, what we gotta do right now is give you the whole enchilada on the oh. Hollow Earth Theory. Right here on Mr. Bunker's Conspiracy Time Podcast. I'm right here, bro. Bro. Relax, Art. 
I'm just trying to set up today's topic. Well, don't fucking do that to me, dude. <laughs> oh. You had me so fucking scared, bro. I thought one of us became invisible, bro. Uh-oh. Well, all right. I was, uh, I was saying hello instead of hello because we're talking about the hollow Earth hypothesis today. Oh. Why didn't you say so? I know all about the hollow Earth. It's this idea that the Earth, you know, the planet on which we live, has a bunch of, uh, like, empty space in it or is maybe completely hollow. Ah, so the hollow Earth looks substantial, but it's actually just a facade? So it's just like the candy I give my wife for all holidays, huh? You know, Valentine's Day, birthday, Christmas, sweetest day, talk like a pirate day, etc. I give her a box of chocolate-covered cherries, but hey, here's the twist. I use my tiny razor-sharp teeth and my prehensile tongue to sneakily remove the cherries, leaving behind only the chocolate coating. <laughs> what mischief. Nah, I, Andy, I, I don't think you understand this hypothesis. <laughs> no, okay, all right. You're the rat king. <laughs> Nobody came along and cut a little hole in the earth to tongue out the earth's insides, Andy. That's not what people think, unless they're degenerates like you. <laughs> oh, jeez. Let me tell you the real story here, bunk funkers of the hollow earth. This is a really old idea. I mean, ancient people used uh, a hollow earth or some kind of hollow earth concepts in mythology. Usually the result is some kind of a subterranean world. Like, you know, in Norse mythology, you've got uh, Nadavelir, Nadavelir. Or Svarta Fahemir. Svartalfahemir. Svartalfahemir. There. Uh, close enough. Yeah. Well, anyway, this is the home of the dwarves. Oh. You know dwarves. And my axe. <laughs> yeah, you see? You get it. Yeah. Now, while the geeks had the Lord of the Rings, the Greeks had their underworld, sometimes called Hades, which was where souls went after they uh, after death. Now, the Hebrews have Sheol, which is the home of the dead, or in some tellings, a place of punishment for wicked people who died. Similarly, uh, Christians have hell. Hell is not only other people. <laughs> it's also a place where sinners go to be punished or separated from God for all eternity. And Art, don't forget about Tibetan Buddhist mythology. I know you always do. It has the mythical land of Shambhala, which is the place where legend says Kalki will be born. Kalki is the final incarnation of Vishnu, who will lead a great army out of Shambhala to usher in a golden age. In some versions of the story, Shambhala is underground. Now, just to be fair, to me, it kind of seems like the underground part maybe isn't really part of the myth of Shambhala originally, but was added by theosophists later on. I don't know that for a fact, though. Just how it seems. The one thing I do know is this. Shambhala was, of course, made famous by the Daniel Moore penned song by the same name, performed most notably by Three Dog Night. Oh, wow. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. How does your light shine in the halls of Shambhala? How does your light shine in the halls of Shambhala? Great song. 
and a wonderful performance by Andy. Wow, thank you. But Hollow Earth wasn't just contained to religious traditions, ancient mythology, and Three Dog Night songs. The hypothesis persisted all the way even into the mid- medieval times. Um, the idea of a world beneath the Earth's surface was a key piece in the poet Dante's 14th century epic, Inferno. And Inferno. Lucifer, the fallen angel who becomes the devil, creates a huge funnel in the previously solid spherical earth where uh, when he falls from heaven. Then the funnel sucks in the damned, just like how I got sucked off by the Hoover Dam. You remember that, Andy? Uh, I remember. <laughs> but, you know, Bunkfunkers, unlike Art's stories about being sexually pleasured by various landmarks, the Hollow Earth story actually takes a scientific turn. In 1664... Athanasius Kircher published Mundus Subterraneus. In his in this book, Kircher claimed the Earth has a central fire and vast underground lakes and lava chambers. Honestly, he wasn't really all that wrong, right? That is until uh, also proposing that the North Pole is a gaping vortex that sucks water down to the central fire, where it gets heated and expelled at the South Pole. Enjoy your hot tub, penguins. Aside from Kircher, no less than the famous scientist Edmund Haley, or Halley, I guess, if you want, proposed that the Earth was hollow in 1692. You know Edmund Haley. You've probably seen his comet. Haley came up with this hypothesis as a way to explain anomalous compass readings. In Haley's version, the Earth is a hollow shell about 500 miles thick. Inside the Earth, there are concentric shells that all spin in different directions, but at different speeds. Also, the shells have their own magnetic poles. In the very center of Earth, there's a core. Between these layers, Haley imagined there was an atmosphere which was uh, luminous and maybe also supported life. Haley thought that escaping gases from inside the Earth might be the cause of Aurora Borealis. Aurora Borealis! At that time of history, at that time of year, with that type of explanation, localized entirely within Edmund Haley's hypothesis. Yes. Well, Andy, you are an odd fellow, but I must say, you eat a lot of ham. I have a problem. Thank you. That was steamed hams in the style of Mr. Bunker's Conspiracy Time Podcast. (laughs) Hollow hams. Hollow (laughs) hams. Anyway, in the 18th century, someone finally decided to get to the core, wink, wink, of this hollow earth. And that someone was... Leclerc Millefort. Leclerc? Leclerc. Leclerc. He's French. Millefort. A Frenchman and former military officer. Now, Leclerc uh, moved to the British colonies in North America in 1775 and began to reside among the Native American Creek Indians. Fun fact, Millefort led the Creek in battle as allies of the British against us. The Americans. What the fuck, Leclerc Milfort? I'm not even going to say your name with a silly French accent. Yeah. You think it makes you fucking cool to fight fight for the British against the American patriots? Like Mel Gibson in that movie? Yeah. That historically accurate movie? Yeah, you fought against Mel Gibson, Milfort. Le Milfort, Leclerc Milfort, you despicable fuck. Fuck be sick if i ever see you <laughs> don't you ever don't come, come around the bunker we'll beat the shit out of you so, so milford 
Oh, you're dead? Good. Good. We'll fight a dead body. We don't care. <laughs> it's not the only thing we can fight. We'll win that one. Leclerc Milford. So anyway, Leclerc Milford, uh, this fucking asshole, traveled with a bunch of creek people to some caverns near where the Red River connected to the Mississippi River. Milford said that the creek believed their ancestors came from somewhere inside the earth and came to the surface from those caverns sometime in the ancient past. Milford said the caverns could have held up to 20,000 families. But hollow earth believers weren't just anti-American dickheads. They were also true patriots who named their children things like Americus and Louisiana. Of course, I'm speaking of John Cleve Sims, mostly called John Cleve Sims Jr., even though he was named after his famous uncle, not his dad. Sims was a former army officer and a failed businessman, but oh my stars, did that man love to think about what was inside the earth. In April 1818, Sims published his cleverly titled Circular Number 1, in which he announced his hollow earth hypothesis. In the Sims model, the earth is made up of five concentric spheres, so it's kind of like Edmund Haley's hypothesis. But this wasn't just a copycat job. Sims made a pretty important contribution to hollow earth lore by coming up with the concept of entrances to the inside of the earth at the poles of the earth. Basically, Sims believed there were big openings at the north and south poles where you could get all up inside the earth and find, to find it, quote, stocked with thrifty vegetables and animals, if not men, end quote. For his contribution, Sims' name was given to these hollow earth entrances. Now, bunkfunkers, what I'm about to say is going to sound like a joke, but please believe me, this is 100% true. Polar openings to the hollow earth are now known as Sims holes. Again, not a joke. That's a fact. They are called Sims holes. <laughs> At any rate, Sims and his holes became somewhat legendary in hollow earth circles. Huh? Huh? And there's even a monument to Sims complete with a hollow earth on top in Hamilton, Ohio. In his lifetime, Sims proposed an expedition to the North Pole Sims hole. Thanks to one of Sims supporters... Uh, funding for the expedition was even voted on in Congress in 1822. Naturally, the, these boring-ass frickin' congressional representatives voted it down. These old-ass frickin' geezers can suck my Sims hole. Okay, boomer. Uh, I'm cool, whatever. <laughs> Sims' expedition might have gotten shot down by Congress, but fascination with a hollow earth refused to die. In 1864, Jules Verne published A Journey to the Center of the Earth, which was a story about a weird, weird world on the uh, inside of the Earth. It's, it's pretty famous. Yeah. They've made it into movies. They've done a lot of things with it. Yeah. We're a very well-known uh, work of fiction. But in 1885, William Farfield Warren, William Farfield Warren published Paradise Found, The Cradle of the Human Race at the North Pole. This book proposed that the origins of humanity were in a continent in the Arctic called Hyperborea. Now, Hyperborea borrows its name from Greek mythology, where Hyperborea was a land of giants, quote, beyond the north wind, end quote. Influenced by Warren's Hyperborea, Marshall Gardner later proposed that both the Eskimo and Mongolian peoples came from inside the earth through a Sims hole at the North Pole. God damn, Andy. This earth has so many people inside. They're coming out of our Sims holes. Hey, well, all right. How about people going into your Sims hole? Oh, if I'm, I mean, if I'm lucky. Yeah. Honestly. Uh, yeah. We should all be so lucky. Yeah. 
<laughs> because that's just what was proposed in 1907 by the spiritualist Wahlberger Lady Paget in her book Colloquies with an Unseen Friend. In the book, it's claimed that there are cities beneath a desert, which is where the inhabitants of Atlantis moved after Atlantis was unfortunately sunk into the sea. According to the book, an entrance to this underground realm will be discovered in the 21st century. So, hey, bug bunkers, keep watching the news for updates on this. Be coming any time now. A few years later, in 1913, Vladimir Orbachev wrote a novel called Plutonia. In Plutonia, the inside of the Earth is full of prehistoric species and is accessible through a Sims hole in the Arctic. In 1922, Ferdinand Osendowski added to the lore of Hollow Earth with his book, Beasts, Men, and Gods. In this book, Osendowski wrote that Buddhists told him about an underground kingdom on the inside of the Earth called Agarthi or Agartha. In 1940, George Papashivli, is that right? Sure, Papashivli, wrote, Anything can happen. In this book, Papashivli said he discovered a cavern in the Caucasus Mountains where he found humanoid skeletons, quote, with heads as big as bushel baskets, end quote. He also claimed to find a tunnel which went to the center of the earth. A guy went into the tunnel, <laughs> but never came back out. <laughs> Scooby-Doo now. Yeah. It's a mystery. And then according to alleged 1947 diary entry, Medal of Honor recipient Admiral Richard E. Byrd claimed to have actually visited the Hollow Earth. Now, to be fair, the authenticity of the diary entry is disputed. Byrd was a famous polar explorer who may have completed the first uh, first flight over the North Pole, which, again, is a fact that's also disputed. But <laughs> according to the diary entries, Bird's plane was guided into the hollow Earth, get this, by flying saucers, where he met a race of beings which live inside the Earth. He also saw a, a mammoth, you know, a, a hairy prehistoric elephant. Uh, Bird got to meet with someone called, quote, the Master, who told Bird that the advanced race inside the Earth was, well, disappointed in humanity using nuclear weapons and that a dark age would soon befall the surface-dwelling humans. Bird took this information back to the U.S. government, and they told him to keep quiet about it. Typical U.S. government bullshit. Jeez Louise. In 1964, Dr. Raymond Bernard, which was actually a pseudonym for Walter Sigmeister, um, wrote a book called hollow earth this book put forward the idea that ufos were coming from inside the earth along these same lines an uh, early ancient astronaut proponent peter colosimo uh, claimed that a robot was spotted going into a tunnel underneath a monastery in mongolia colosimo um, also reported underground lights could be seen in azerbaijan now crypto cryptozoologist michael grumley has suggested that cryptids like Bigfoot, um, possibly even our friend Peon Musk, yeah. are connected to prehistoric underground tunnels. Edmund Haley, you might have seen that comet coming, but you didn't see this shit coming out of your hollow earth, did you? Huh? <laughs> did you? Did you think about Bigfoots coming out of your fucking hollow earth, Edmund Haley? You want to tag team up with Leclerc Milford and fight me and Andy? We'll do it. We'll do it. <laughs> you might be smarter than us, but you're better than us. 
Then in 1998, one of humanity's all-time favorite writers and television presenters, David Hatcher Childress, wrote the book Lost Continents and the Hollow Earth. In this book, Childress supported the Hollow Earth hypothesis with claims of some kind of system of tunnels beneath South America and Central Asia. The book also reprinted the stories of Richard Sharp Shaver. Those stories date back to 1945 to 1949, when Amazing Stories magazine ran a series of stories by Shaver in which Shaver claimed an ancient but advanced race of people built a cave system inside the earth. According to Shaver, the descendants of this race, who are degenerates known as the Dero, still live in this cave system and use the advanced machines left behind to screw with people living on Earth's surface. For example, the Dero might make you hear a voice that doesn't have a clear source. After these stories ran in Amazing Stories, lots of readers wrote in saying they also heard voices coming from inside the Earth. In more modern times, one proponent of Hollow Earth... Um... One more prominent Hollow Earth proponent is Rodney Clough. Clough has written multiple books on his Hollow Earth research. These books claim the interior of the Earth has its own sun and is actually a paradise, which, which you know, has optimal conditions for growing plants and giant plants, animals, and even giant people. Clough has a wide range of beliefs about the Hollow Earth, believing that lots of people, uh, different people, reside inside. People like, you know... Nazis escaping from Germany at the end of World War II, including Adolf Hitler himself. Uh, Inuits, there's Vikings who colonized Greenland. I mean, you got a whole like smorgasbord of people there. Yeah, it's, it's quite the parties are nuts. <laughs> Here's how Clough describes the interior of the hollow earth. Quote, it has a perfect temperature. God made the inner sun so that it provides heat during the night and a little bit less at night. Trees grow up to a thousand feet tall. Humans even grow up to 15 feet tall. End quote. These humongous humans, according to Clough, are descendants of the 10 lost tribes of Israel. Uh, art, uh, art, art, art. Let me take oh over here for a second. All right, Andy. Uh, in my official role as the official biblical lore historian of Mr. Bunker's Conspiracy Time, it is my duty to address the 10 lost tribes of Israel. So when the Hebrews made their exodus from Egypt, they numbered 12 different tribes. After Moses died and Joshua led the tribes into Canaan, now if you'll recall, God only allowed Moses to lead the Hebrews to Canaan, but Moses could not enter the promised land. Anyway, the 12 tribes took possession of Canaan. Joshua set up each of the 12 tribes with their own portions of land. Eventually, the tribes formed two independent kingdoms. The tribes of Judah and Benjamin formed the kingdom of Judah, and the tribes of Asher, Dan, Ephraim, Gad, Issachar, Manasseh, Naphtali, Reuben, Simeon, and Zebulun all formed the kingdom of Israel. Israel eventually was conquered by the Assyrians, and the ten tribes were absorbed into Assyrian peoples and vanished from history. Some people, though, believe the ten tribes were not destroyed, but will be found again someday. Over the years, lots of different groups of people have been suggested as descendants of the ten tribes. People like the Beta Israel, which are Ethiopian Jews, uh, Assyrian Christians, Afghans, Native Americans, the Japanese, and even Mormons. Mormons? Just like Rodney Clough. That's he was a Mormon. Right. That's right. According to Clough, the ten tribes were led inside the earth by God, entering through a Sims hole at the poles. Now, Andy, is it just me or does Sims holes at the poles <laughs> sound like some kind of roadside truck stop known for its glory holes? That's like right next to some flagpoles or something. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah. 
Yeah. Make it happen. I'd visit. <laughs> it's a landmark. And you know I love landmarks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You really <laughs> love landmarks. Anyway, the 10 tribes have done pretty, pretty well for themselves inside the earth. Here's what Clough says. Quote, they have flying saucer technology. They, they live lives of perfect health for hundreds of years. Their science is much more advanced because they live much longer lives. Unquote. They're living for hundreds of years in perfect health. Meanwhile, I've had a sore throat for 13 years and had to be recircumcised again because my friggin' foreskin keeps growing back. I need to get inside this earth, Andy. I got this regrowing foreskin. (laughs) Yeah, you're recircumcised again. It's like a really shitty superpower. Yeah, yeah, you're... The power to regrow my foreskin. You're crazy growing foreskin. Uh, Well, Art, maybe you're in luck. Some people think we are already on the inside of the earth. So far, we've really only covered so-called convex hollow earth hypotheses. That is where the idea is that we live on the outside of the earth and there's hollow space inside the globe of the earth. Some people, though, think it works the other way around. In a concave hollow earth model, we live inside of a hollow planet. That means that outer space, really the, the entire universe to us, is inside the hollow planet shell. Now, Definitely the convex model has been more popular in history, but the concave model is not without its supporters. Perhaps most notably, Cyrus Reed Teed, a doctor from New York, developed a concave hollow earth hypothesis. Teed was kind of a quack who used electric shock treatments on his patients, including himself. Apparently, he shocked himself so bad one time he passed out. When he woke up, he realized he was the living incarnation of Jesus Christ, and he also had a vision of a new kind of hollow earth. According to Teed, we live inside the hollow earth and look up at the universe, which is actually an illusion created by reflections of the sun. Teed referred to his hypothesis as cellular cosmology, quote unquote, or sorry, cellular cosmogony, quote unquote, and even started a religion, Koreshanity, based on it. Teed started calling himself Koresh and started a utopian commune in Florida, the Koreshan Unity. After Teed died, his followers claimed that they verified Teed's hypothesis through scientific testing uh, using equipment that they developed themselves. Uh, for example, they used what they called a quote-unquote rectilineator to validate the Earth's curvature is actually concave. Now, Teed's community eventually disbanded, but uh, was not the only concave Earth supporter. The mathematician uh, Mustafa Abdelkader. Uh, wrote scholarly papers making a detailed map of the concave Earth. His model, rays of light go in a circular path, slowing down as they get close to the center of the spherical cavern, that is, the inside of the hollow Earth. Energy can't reach the center of the hollow Earth, which is an infinite distance away from the Earth we live on. I'm not sure what to make of this concave Earth thing, because, you know, just like the hypothesis itself, That was all over my head. (laughs) Yeah, I don't get it. (laughs) Thank goodness for Martin Gardner. In his 1992 book, On the Wild Side, (laughs) Lou Reed, uh, I don't know if he's a part of it. (laughs) Anybody's walking on the wild side. Gardner addresses uh, Abdelkader's model. So according to Gardner, no experiments would be able to identify the difference between Abdelkader's cosmology and the current accepted scientific cosmology. Gardner says this, quote, most mathematicians believe that an inside-out universe with properly adjusted physical laws is empirically 
irrefutable, end quote. After all this, though, Gardner says the uh, said the concave hollow earth hypothesis must be rejected because of Occam's razor. Uh, Occam's razor? Oh, boy. Uh, Schwing! I'm at full mast here, Artie. The mere mention of Occam's razor makes me Occam. I'm Occaming over here. Oh, boy. <laughs> but hey, oh, speaking God. of Occam's razor, are there any arguments to be made against the hollow earth hypothesis? Well, according to sciencey types, if you measure how long it takes for a seismic wave, which is a vibration in the Earth's surface and below, to move around the Earth, it does not support that the Earth is hollow. Rather, it supports that the Earth is probably full of rock and metal. The evidence points to the composition of the Earth being basically what is generally accepted. Solid rock making up the crust and the mantle, liquid nickel-iron alloy making up the outer core, and solid nickel and iron making up the inner core. There's also gravity evidence to consider here. In space, objects with mass tend to gather together, creating spherical objects that are not hollow. Uh, objects like, you know, stars and planets. Additionally, scientists believe that a planet-sized object with a hollow shell, the thickness of the Earth's crust, would honestly just collapse under the force of gravity. Scientists also point to the amount of gravity felt on Earth's surface as evidence of its non-hollowness. Now, Eggheads can use that force to calculate an average density for the whole planet Earth and blah, blah, blah. This density is greater than the typical density of rocks on the surface. If the Earth were really hollow, the density of surface rocks would be greater than the average density, and likely by quite a bit. Since, you know, that's not what's observed, this helps support that the Earth is filled with materials denser than what was found on, the, on its surface. Well, bunk funkers, Earth... We hardly knew ye. Our big, beautiful planet is already chock full of life and interesting things. But maybe this whole time we've been ignoring even more wonders right under our feet. Or maybe there's nothing but four concentric spinning rings. Or at the end of the day, maybe the inside of the earth is full of rocks and shit. Whatever the case might be, we know for sure of one thing that's full. That's your mind, Tommy. Because it's all the way full of the whole enchilada. Mr. Bunker's Conspiracy Time podcast will be right back after this brief message. Are you into top 10 lists? What about pop culture? Or maybe you're just a nerd like us. We've got a show for you, loser. Hi, I'm Nick. I'm Brandon. We're the hosts of the Tennis Podcast, a comedy and edutainment podcast covering a new top tennis list every week, including fun facts and trivia. We've covered lists such as the top 10 most popular 90s songs on Spotify. The deadliest animals. The worst US presidents. The leading causes of death. The best-selling video game franchises. The most common murder methods. Okay, are you going to give one that isn't about death? The deadliest jobs in America. <sighs> Listen to these and countless other top 10 lists every Wednesday at TennisPod.com or wherever you listen to podcasts. Top horror villains by their kill count. I think we're done here. If you listen to this podcast, there's a good chance to see you will die. We are the Tennis Podcast. That's one zero ish Bye.
Hey, Bunk Funkers, this is Art. I'm here with Andy. We just wanted to let you know we recently launched a Patreon page. So if you feel like supporting the show, you can find it at patreon.com slash Pod. Becoming a supporter will get you one extra podcast a month of our brand spanking new podcast, Indian Art Debunked, available only on Patreon. Not only that, you'll get a lot more fun perks at each tier. So visit us at patreon.com slash MrBunkerPod. That's patreon.com slash MrBunkerPod. Welcome back, Bunk Funkers. That was our research of the Hala Earth. Hello. We didn't. Uh, we didn't. We didn't even touch on on another theory, Andy, which is the Hala Earth that the Earth is made of uh, tasty bread. Yeah, delicious eggy bread. Eggy bread. Eggy bread. Um, um, or the other theory, I, I think, Andy. My theory is that the Earth is definitely full of fucking metal. I mean, we're talking Iron Maiden's The Trooper. We got Painkiller by Judas Priest. We got bang your head. Quiet riot. I think so. <laughs> we got Black Sabbath. Yes. Megadeth. I mean, there's tons of fucking metal down there in the earth. Yeah, yeah. All those bands live underground now. <laughs> Some metal. Yeah. Coming from the earth. The, hot, yeah. the fucking metals in the earth. Yeah. The metal. There's metals in the earth. Andy, what do you make of Hollow Earth? <laughs> Oh, um, you want it to be true, don't you? Clear out the dark. Do you want it to be true? Uh, or do you not care? I guess I don't really give a shit. I think okay. it's kind of neat if there is, like, gen- like uh, Journey. Do you ever seen Journey of- to the Center of the Earth? Oh, my, no. Definitely I haven't either. No. no, I haven't either. But it's kind of like Lost Planet, I think, is kind of like that, too. That, that show? I don't know. I could be totally wrong. But uh, I think it's interesting if there's, like, a whole civilization like darrows are really interesting to me like there's little underground mole people and like underground yeah. dwelling people that we don't even know about see that's the thing is these wouldn't even be mole people necessarily there might be a sun inside the earth that's wild dude i mean we have lava we know lava exists yeah lava exists so well here's here's one thing uh that i'll say scientifically for people who are hollow earth proponents like the furthest we've ever drilled into the earth is 12 kilometers, which I think is like eight miles, right? Mm. So Eminem was part of this. Right. Eminem did this drilling. Uh, but they, there's like some, there's some huge borehole that they- He just wrapped so fast at the ground that he created a just, force by which he was he could spinning drill. around. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he was spinning lyrics and rhymes, Andy. Yeah, yeah he was spitting fire. Lava. Spit, yeah, literally. Um, but then it got- Eminem too, is a dragon. It got too hot, so they stopped drilling. Wow. Because there's so much like heat and pressure the further down into the earth you go. But I mean, when you think about it, 12 kilometers, that's a long way. Yeah, I mean, that is- I That's hope way that, deep underground. I hope that they- Where did they do it? Did they do it on land or did they do it in the ocean? It's in, uh, I don't know. It's in Russia somewhere. Of course it's in Russia. We can we can look that because if you did it in the ocean, that'd be bad. Because then all the all the water would drain. Just, yeah, it'd be, it's like it'd be terrible. Draining the bathtub. Yeah, the earth would be without water. Don't drill too deep in the ocean. Yeah, quit fucking around <laughs> with these drills and M M&M. and M. Um, so, but they but like to the center of the earth, it's I don't know. It's like multiple thousands of kilometers. Jesus Christ! So we've we've bar- you know. We've barely scratched the surface. Literally. Literally. 
to get in there. Um, so we don't know. We don't know. Yeah. Never been down there. It's just a big guess, right? Yeah. I mean, you know, obviously. Now I'll like, say this. All the scientific data points yeah. to it, you know, not being. I don't believe in a, uh, what is it? What's it's not concave. That's it. it. The Cola super deep borehole <laughs> is what it is. Borehole. I've been called a borehole a few times in my life. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I do know. Kind of uh, you fights from a couple of guys calling me a friggin' con- scientific con- drilling what project uh, in the Pechinsky district near the Russian border with Norway on the Kola Peninsula. The deepest artificial point on Earth. That's interesting. Okay, so it's an it's on land. So they bored it on land, not in the water. Good, because I do, I would hate to see the ocean be drained like that. That would be yeah. terrible. All the little fishies would go down the drain. It would be very sad. Um, now, I'll say this, Andy. I don't believe in the uh, we are a planet inside of another hollow planet. That's just, I'm not buying that one. <laughs> what do you think? You like that one? You going to throw a fucking twist my way and say, I actually really think that one's cool, Art. No, no. I think that one doesn't make any sense. Like, yeah. that makes even less sense. Yeah. Because we know a lot about space. I mean, we've been to space. We've seen how things interact in space. It doesn't make any sense. I mean, I guess if you if you kind of extrapolate this, you could say that, well, if there's a solid... If we live on some kind of a core inside of a hollow planet, then you could still say that the the composition we think the Earth has is valid, right? Right. And that everything that else that we observe in the universe is still valid. It's just inside of a bigger structure. We're talking about the Earth being hollow, not some fucking other planet, super Earth, Earth, macro Earth. Right. And we're not even talking about the Earth we live on necessarily. Like, it doesn't have to be hollow. It's that the whole universe is in some kind of hollow shell. Right. That we're inside of another planet. Right. No, I, I don't care. I'm, yeah. I'm talking about the Earth, the thing we live on. Yeah. I don't give a shit about the other stuff. God. Fuck. There ain't no fucking ceiling that can stop me. I bust through that second planet like a goddamn phoenix rising out of the ashes. I'll fucking burst through it. You'll you'll gawk and awe at my beauty. My power. I'm a phoenix. How big do you think them aliens are that are be out there if you, when you jump out of <laughs> They'd there? They'd be huge. They gotta be huge aliens. They'd be like, what the fuck is this little thing? <laughs> <laughs> There'd be some big ass aliens out oh, there. Oh, I mean some huge ass fucking aliens. Big ass fucking aliens. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah I mean Wonder they'd be what bigger their feet than you. Look like. Wait, what do their feet look like? Oh yeah. <laughs> you gonna gum on their feet? Yeah. Oh Jesus. Got an alien foot fetish. Um <laughs> but they gotta be big. Giant alien foot. No, uh, what Nothing do you mean, like big, like bored. like size 13, 14 shoot? No, no, no. They got to be bigger than the planet, bigger than the universe, bigger than the universe. <laughs> I can't conceptualize that for you. Yeah. <laughs> this guy, a weird role play. This guy is like asking some like person on Patreon who makes porn for people. A lot of people make a living like that, and uh, he's like, "Yeah, I want to see some like really big alien feet." That's what I want to get off to. He's like, I can't do this for you, sir. I'm sorry. <laughs> please take your. I don't have any money. <laughs> Just take this sketch of My Little Pony, please. It's a really little pony. <laughs> but it has huge feet. <laughs> That's the exact opposite of what I want. Why do I need this? Maybe you can get some use out of it. 
No, I'm not into that one. I like the idea. I mean, the idea of there being like a civilization under the earth is very fun. It's a very fun concept. There's a lot of fun things to play with there. You know, you've got even the whole idea that it's like there's Vikings down there and like ancient Mongolians and you got evil Nazis and there's like, that's such like an adventure movie. That's like an Indiana Jones adventure movie. It's fun. You're having fun with There's a T-Rex down there. I don't know. There's just a T-Rex down there. <laughs> Inside King of the Kong, earth is a fucking I mean, wild fun. place. It's crazy. You can put anything down there. Giant lobsters. You have flying saucers. You yeah. Perfect health. You got the little Darrows. Um, one of my favorite things, I'm going to give a little shout out here, bunk bunkers. Any listeners who are uh, big Dungeons and Dragons fans, you really got to check out some of the shit that's being published in the OSR scene. The, um, which I think stands for o- open source role play, but I might be wrong on that. But anyway, there's stuff from the people who publish. I think it's, is it Lament- Lamentations of the Fire Princess? Either way, it's called Veins of the Earth. Just look it up. It's a book. I forget who wrote it. But it is a uh, role-playing guidebook for uh, playing adventures in the Underdark, which is the like subterranean world underneath the planet where there's all these weird, like, it's it's incredible. I mean, it makes these like crazy rules for like generating your own tunnels and maps underground. And like, it really helps your players get into the idea of like, you're like, imagine being underground. It's terrifying. It's pitch black. Everything is foreign. There's no food. There's no light. There's nothing. So it helps that. And there's so many different weird monsters that are so weird and creative and crazy. Great book. Uh, Check it out. Veins of the Earth. Can't recommend it enough. If you're playing, want to play an adventure in the Underdark, maybe you want to do a Hollow Earth campaign. Yeah. Be perfect for it. But um, I digress. I just wanted to, I don't know. I just felt like talking about it. All right. Well, that's, thank you for bringing that to the party. You could do that all day in the uh, in the world inside the Hollow Earth and everyone would support you. That's true. Um, but yeah, I think the idea of little Darrow people and, um, Little aliens flying around down there, having a fucking crazy civilization. That's fun, man. I'd I'd I'd, I'd be down for that. Yeah, that's crazy. Um, Makes you think, though. I mean, there's so much stuff. Even just like we always talk about space travel, and I think it's ironic that we were talking about Mister Bunker breaking the laws of physics because this kind of concept kind of plays with the laws of physics. Yeah. Um, but you think about like the ocean, how vast the we. There's so much shit about the ocean that we still don't know. Yeah. There's shit about jungles in very remote parts of like South America and stuff that like, it's like, we don't know what's going on down there. Yeah. Jungles of the Congo. You know, there are, there are people on the earth who've never been contacted by modern society. There's still uncontacted tribes. Yeah. Is that nuts when you still think about that? Yeah. We think about how interconnected we are at all times. Yeah. There's still fucking tribes of people who are just living. They have no, they're like, what the fuck? Yeah. What was that? Yeah. Yeah, you know? when, yeah, we did a we did an episode on the fake geography. Oh uh, yeah, and one of the places is in is in Brazil, and it's like in the Amazon, and uh, there's uncontacted tribes there, and the only like thing that we really have about the people is like there's a picture of them that somebody snapped from an airplane mm-hmm. that flew overhead, and the people are like looking up at the airplane, like what the fuck, like like on guard. Well, I'll say this, Andy, and I think this is a very noble pursuit, but I think, uh, and I think a lot of bunk funkers would agree, but hey, bunk funkers, if you live near one of these uncontacted tribes, drop off an episode of our show for them. 
<laughs> let it be the first thing that they come into let contact with. Let this be the complete how they understand modern society. This is probably the most comprehensive way to understand the world around us. Can you imagine? Oh, Christ. Um, Those people would all end up in jail. Yeah. <laughs> they would revolt. Yeah. <laughs> They'd be like, we need to destroy modern yeah. society. Yeah, that would be good. That would be bad. Um, but what do you make of the... I've been, I've been chit-chatting here. What do you make of the Hollow Earth thing? I don't know. I kind of like it. It's fun. It's fun. Do you think it's fun? Are you it's having as much fun. fun with it as I am? Yeah, I love that they call it Sims Holes. Like, I can't believe that nobody... Like, even Sims opening would have been maybe better. Yeah, or like a science-y word. Sims Vortex. A Vortex. Yeah, like, but Sim Sims Hole. hole. Like, it's just so funny to me that they call it, they end up being a Sims hole. Um, <laughs> you fucking Sim hole. You know, it's fun. Um, I do want to address uh, uh, some things, though. Okay. Um, you know, in uh, in modern, in modern, well, first of all, let's just talk about the trajectory of Hollow Earth, right? Like, it kind of starts off, there's lots of uh, myth- mythology there's subterranean realms. There's things that are under the earth. Earth art is like snuggling under a blanket. I found now. a I found a blanket near the bunker couch, and I am snuggling up in it while Andy is. I'm sitting here with my toilet paper, <laughs> my trash bag, <laughs> literally. Um, but the you know you know it starts off mythologically. It's just about like a realm under the ground, mm-hmm. kind of, and so it doesn't really. I don't know. To me, they don't really like say that like, oh, the whole earth is hollowed out. It's just that, oh, there's, there could be extensive subterranean dwellings or whatever, extensive places under the ground. And then you kind of move on, like sort of like accumulates, you know, you get Edmund Haley, um, you know, one of the, like a very respected scientist, uh, one of the greatest scientific minds uh, in history. And he's proposing it, um, you know, uh, Leonard uh, Euler also proposed a hollow earth theory wow. with a sun on the inside. Mm. So like these are these are like legit legit people who've contributed a lot to science proposing that the earth could be hollow. But you know with 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 Haley specifically it's really kind of a it's kind of a good hypothesis in a way cuz he's try he's proposing something to explain a phenomenon that he witnessed. Mm-hmm. You know, and then it's like, I mean, obviously not proven to be true or anything, but it's kind of a good hypothesis. But then it just sort of like this, I don't know, this idea must just stick with some people and it just keeps building. And then you get like Jules Verne writing about it uh, and making it sort of fantastical. Right. And then it it feels like every time there's some sort of piece of fiction about the hollow earth that gets that gets absorbed into people who actually believe it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Like they pick up a lot of fiction along the way and uh, flying saucers and people are growing 15 feet tall and living a thousand years. Yeah. It's like Rodney, like Rodney Clough is sort of like, like the synthesizer of all hollow earth. Also the 10 tribes of Israel are down there. Yeah. (laughs) And uh, you know, like Rodney Clough, uh, ultimately they had this, he organized uh, some sort of trip to the hollow earth. Um, years ago and it, it fell apart because somebody who was one of the organizers got like uh, cancer and somebody else who was a big financial backer got told by their employer to stop supporting it or they would get fired or something. 
like, or they would lose support or whatever. I don't know, it, but it, but it all kind of fell apart, but they had a, they had an itinerary and this is in the, like, a, like you can kind of see the, a little bit of this in the show notes. Uh, they had an itinerary where it's like, they start off in, they like, everybody has to pay their own airfare to get to Moscow. And then from Moscow, they start off and they like, they travel North, they like get to the North pole. And then there's like some things on the itinerary where it's like, they take a train ride to like Eden and then they spend the day like a week in Eden or something. Like it's just, there's like just these weird where it's like, these are totally hypothetical places and it's like, they're taking a train ride. So this was the hollow earth version of the fire festival. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Basically. <laughs> was Ja Rule involved in this? Yeah. Ja, ja Rule was the one who had to back out because the financial backer. Um, but it's, but it's like, the, I mean, Rodney Clough to me is, is like, like a true believer but like synthesizing so much, like all over of this stuff. He's just taken from everybody. Yeah, yeah. Like putting it all together. He's going nuts. And it's like you know, the the stuff that he uses to support some of the like things like the Nazis. There's like a telegram from a U-boat captain or something that says we made it to the inside of the hollow Earth and that you know the Nazis were right. They're like the Earth is hollow. But I don't know. Like what's the veracity of that? I have no clue. Um, and then, uh, you know, I, I guess like, that's my feeling overall on it is that it just kind of like, everybody's just sort of picking up steam on it, but I don't know. It's like research, but I don't know. I feel like this way a lot with conspiracy theories where it's like, people are doing a lot of research, but the stuff that they're researching is stuff that other people are just saying without any kind of evidence. Right. <laughs> and so then it's like. Well, you point back to evidence and you're like, well, I read this in a book by, by this person. Like, well, that person doesn't have any real evidence of it. They're just sort of speculating. And it started so, with a hypothesis. Right, right. Which is a scientific thing. It's not really a... It's not, not a declaration. Right. It's a, it's, a, it's a hypothesis. It's not like Haley was saying, yeah, the earth is for sure hollow. He's saying like, it might be. Yeah, we should check. We should look into this. And they've done it and they don't think that that's true. Um, but more specifically... Oh, you look like you got something to say. Yeah, I'm listening. And more specifically, I want to dress Rear Admiral Bird. Oh, yeah. Let's get in that guy's rear. Let's get in Rear Admiral Bird's rear. Uh, first of all, um, his archives and stuff are all at Ohio State. Uh, the Bird Polar Research Center is there, um, you know, close to the poles in Columbus, Ohio. Uh, but Sims Holes Poles. Sims Holes Poles. Um, Teens feeding seeds. <laughs> Chucks fucking suck. Uh, so they, uh, this bird diary, this is like a big, like modern people. Dear diary. Today I pooped on a statue. <laughs> Dear diary. Today I ate pumpkin seeds and sunflower seeds. I regurgitated a worm for my children. <laughs> Almost flew into a window, circled around and then did fly into the window. <laughs> It appeared to not be a window to me. Um, but uh, Admiral Byrd, like, first of all, do you know who Admiral Byrd is? No, I don't know who he is, besides what we said in the research. So he's this, he's like famous polar researcher, mm. like Arctic researcher. He was a, he was an admiral in the Navy. Um, but he, uh, he, he supposedly flew in 1926, I think. The first flight directly over the North Pole. Right. But some, like some people now say that he didn't actually do it, that 
like his log records were changed. Like he knew that he didn't fly over the pole, but he changed his like logs. So it looked like he did like his navigation records. <laughs> um, so it's disputed if he actually did it, but he got a medal of honor for it. Hell yeah. Um, and the first verifiable flight over the pole was like six days later by another pilot. So, uh, Chuck Yeager. <laughs> unfortunately, it wasn't Chuck Yeager. It wasn't me. But I swear to God, I'll go faster than any <laughs> fucking pole. I'll fly over the North Pole faster than you can. Chuck Yeager knows how to find a sim hole. Chuck Yeager is great at finding holes. Tell me, tell you what. I'm Chuck fucking Yeager. Chuck fucking Yeager. If there's a hole, Chuck Yeager will find it and he'll fly through it. <laughs> With speed and power that you wouldn't believe. I'll break the hole barrier. I'll break the seal on the sim hole pole. <laughs> Your sims holes don't stand a chance. I'll fly in there with a fucking fighter jet and I'll blow up everything. The fastest man alive, I'm Chuck fucking I'll shoot the fucking sun inside the earth. I don't care. You want me to go inside a sim hole and blow up the earth, son? I'll, I'll do, do it. it. I don't fucking care. Chuck Yeager. Chuck Yeager. I'm 100 years old and I fly 800 miles an hour. I don't fucking give a shit. I only fly at the speed of sound, faster than the speed of sound. I don't care how close I'm going. If I'm going to the grocery store, I'm hopping in my jet engine. I can't, I can't hear anyway. That pop doesn't matter now. <laughs> doesn't matter. I'll circle the earth. Give me a space shuttle. <laughs> I'll drill that thing right into the Sims hole. <laughs> The reason why we haven't found the Hollow Earth is because they haven't put Chuck Yeager as the pilot of the drill. I'll go through it. I don't care. I'll fly a jet down that Cola Super Bore hole. Whatever. Fuck. I don't care. Bore hole, sim hole, some hole. Never found a hole I couldn't get through. <laughs> I've never found a hole that Chuck couldn't fuck. Chuck, Chuck fucking Yeager. Chuck. Chuck's fucking suck. That's me. That used to be my shop in The Simpsons. I asked until Sneed took it over. It wasn't a very successful business because if you walked in, I'd either fuck you or suck you. Nobody came in. I had a jet parked out back. I'd fly it around and strafe the fields. Nobody came in, but they came when they left. They came. They came out. They came out. Chuck fucking Yeager. Chuck Yeager. What are we talking about? Richard Bird. Okay. Back to Richard Bird. <laughs> so he's so, flying over the North Pole. He doesn't he's he's lying about his logs potentially. Right. But this is in the 1920s. Sure. This diary is from 1947. Now, popularly people say that he entered the Earth through the North Pole 20 years after he would have been flying over the North Pole according to this diary, which again is disputed. I don't know the veracity of this diary. Yeah. Uh, it kind of seems like it's just made up. I mean, it's a diary. <laughs> yeah. So it's, uh, well, you know, and I don't even know that it's like actually attributed to the Admiral Byrd himself anyway, but it's 20 years after the fact. In 1947, Admiral Byrd would have been at the South Pole, uh, Operation uh, High Jump or whatever, whichever. There were like two Arctic missions to the South Pole. Oh, that Admiral Byrd was involved in. Huh? Uh, well, actually, he did multiple things. Like uh, in the 1930s, he spent like six months in a weather station by himself on Antarctica. 
Uh, and he got nobody's asking me to do this. Yeah, yeah. I'm just doing it. We don't need you to do that, Admiral Bird. Some guys had to go out and get him because he started making weird transmissions over the radio, oh, and it turned God. out he was getting like carbon monoxide poisoning. Oh my God! So Jesus uh, Christ. Um. Anyway, he but he was he's like very big into polar research. Um. So, like you know, people say, oh, he he went in through the North Pole. It's like I don't know. Um. But he had supposedly had this encounter. Uh, Rodney Clough, on the other hand, like, you know, takes that, that initial thing, like Admiral Byrd's a big, a big linchpin, I think for modern, uh, hollow earthers. Um, <laughs> Rodney Clough takes that. Now he says, not only did Admiral Byrd go in through the North pole, he also went in through the South pole. And at one point went through one end of the earth and out the other in an wow. airplane flew clear through the earth in through the earth's little mouth out the earth's little butthole. I mean, like, that's a long flight all the way through the earth. That's a long-ass fucking... When are you going to refuel? Yeah, exactly. That's a little bit questionable. But, so, you know, I just I just want to say, like, the, the bird thing, very, very popular to bring that up. I don't think it's got a really good footing. Like, it's not totally... It's not very convincing to me. Yeah. Admiral Bird. I mean, I think Larry Bird could shoot a shot through the earth. Oh, yeah. Larry Bird could. But Admiral Bird? Larry Bird could talk trash all the way through the hollow earth. Free Bird? Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I agree with you. I, mean, I must I, leave here tomorrow. tomorrow. We must leave I am flying in my fucking jet. <laughs> I'm as free as Chuck Yeager. I'm exactly, as, I'm literally as free as Chuck Yeager. I'm Chuck Yeager. <laughs> They're like, uh, yeah, Chuck, I don't know if this is going to work. No, I'm recording my new country album where I re-record all the Leonard Skinner songs. Only Leonard Skinner songs. <laughs> We're going to change the lyrics to Simple Man as well to a fucking rad dude. Because <laughs> I'm Chuck Yeager. Look, they might have died in a plane crash, but I won't. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody knows more about not crashing planes than Chuck Yeager. Yeah. <laughs> I only know two things about planes. Going fucking fast as hell in them and fucking them. I banged a plane. Landed them. I did have sex with that demon car, though. <laughs> and my jet. Um, yeah, I mean, a di- like, I don't What do I care about a diary entry? Maybe what he meant was there was a really big cavern. In the, I could see there being huge caverns in the North Pole. I don't know. I don't know what's up there. I've never been up there. <laughs> I've been close. I've probably been closer than you. I've been to Alaska. No, he says in the diary that he went inside the Earth. <laughs> What does that mean, though? You can go inside of a cave and you're inside of the earth. He went inside the earth. His ship, his airplane was commandeered. It was landed in this lush paradise uh, inside the earth. They Listen, we already said that this guy had carbon monoxide poisoning at one point in his life. (laughs) Yeah, maybe he wrote this down. Yeah. 20 years later, we're reading some diary entry. It's like, I don't know. I don't well, buy that's the diary thing. Entries. I went down that rabbit hole. I was like, well, maybe he wrote this when he was oxygen deprived. But they were at different times, too, if it was really 1947. Listen, I've written a lot of things in my diary, too, Andy. So, yeah. 
Well, again, I don't even know that it's actually in Admiral Byrd's diary. Right. Ohio State does not make mention of it. When the libraries reached out to the Polar Research Center specifically about Hollow Earth, they sent back a very generic reply. And you'd think that if this was part of Admiral Byrd's papers, they have all of his personal papers and stuff. They're big fans. They would have said, hey, by the way, Admiral Byrd said this. They didn't They didn't say that. Well, I think that's telling, Andy. Um, What's telling me? It's telling you. It's telling me that maybe, I don't know, we should, uh, I don't know. Is there anything else you want to bring up about Hala Earth here? Uh, you know, Hala! Surprisingly, I have very little to bring up about I this know, one. I it's, know, it's just kind of like, it's a lot it's of fun. A lot of people involved in it, though. A lot of people. I mean, God, we should get in on the Hollow Earth game. Yeah! Let's write our own Hollow Earth. Yeah, okay. Inside, it's just... Chuck Yeager. Chuck Yeager and Blackjack. <laughs> Blackjack? Yeah, we're going to play Blackjack with oh, Chuck okay. Yeager. You know, a lot of the really fun... You think I meant Jack Black? <laughs> and Jack Black's down Jack there. Jack Black is invited, for sure. Jack Black's invited to the Hollow Earth, for and KG. sure. And KG. People always forget about KG, but hey, he's part of Tenacious D2. He's 50%. He's a good guitar player. He's just a, he's just a quiet guy. He doesn't want to be Jack Black. He's not, an, he's, not, he's not an attention hog like Jack Black. Well, I mean, no, okay, you said it. You said it. I didn't say it, but you said it. Jack Black is, he's an actor. He's a big personality. Yeah. That's what he is. That's who he is. Yeah. He's made a huge career out of it. Yeah. Um, KG's not like, he's just a guy who just wants to play guitar and fucking smoke weed and... KG was an elf, wasn't he? Was he an elf? Am I wrong about that? He was like one of the guys uh, that was getting pitched that book. Um, you know, like in the boardroom with uh, with Peter Dinklage. And it's been a while since I've seen Elf. Jeez. Let's see. Kyle Gass, IMDB. I am a DB. Went back. Ooh, actor. Let's see. Um, I was in Tenacious D. Obviously. Uh, he was in an episode of Two Broke Girls. Hold on. Uh, he had a role in Beverly Hills Chihuahua 3, Viva La Fiesta. Um, let's see. He was the winter weirdo in the movie High Road. What year did that movie come out? Elf? Yeah. Early 2000s? Early 2000s. Okay, let's Maybe. go back there. Uh, oh, he was in Kung Fu Poop Fu Panda. There you go, Jack Black. Um, the Pick of Destiny, Naked Trucker, and T Bone Show. Da -da -da -da. Tom goes to the mayor, huh? It was Eugene in Elf. Now, who was Eugene? We'll never know. But he was an elf. There so you I go. Was it's right. confirmed. Case confirmed. Kyle Gass was in the movie Elf. Hey, look at me uh, displaying some knowledge of pop culture. Andy, I got to say I'm impressed. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm doing now, pretty good. Now, I also got to say that I think maybe you got replaced with your Hollow Earth version of yourself. Let's, ooh, maybe that's our Hollow Earth theory, that the Hollow Earth is a, a uh, mirror of the real Earth, but is the, like, opposite. Oh. Everything is opposite down there. Opposite day? Yeah, it's like uh, Bizarro Earth. Yeah. 
Okay. Is that fun? Do you like that? Yeah. I Is like that bizarre. our Hollow Earth theory? Uh, you want to put some other stuff in there? Yeah. I mean, like everything's made of ice cream. <laughs> okay. So obviously, I mean, there can't be a very hot sun down there because it's all going to melt. Well, it's opposite. So ice cream's solid <laughs> and the heat. It melts in the cold. Okay, so it's still Bizarro Earth, yeah, but, but there's a lot of ice cream. Lots of ice cream. Ice cream everywhere. Okay. Everything's made of ice cream. Everything that exists, you can eat. It's all <laughs> edible and tasty. It's kind of sounded like the Candy Kingdom from Adventure Time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's a little bit like Candyland. Boy, you'd have a field day in the Candy Kingdom, wouldn't you? <laughs> I, I wouldn't let you out of my sight. You couldn't control yourself. I'd be a war criminal for sure. <laughs> yeah. Then and Jake would have to come and uh, throw you in jail. I mean, they should. They would call me Jen when I was in the Candy Kingdom. Jen O'Side, because I would be eating all of the candy people. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Why would you start with the people? You could eat the houses. You could eat the ground. You could eat the fucking people. Oh, I assume that I would get through all that stuff eventually. Could they build faster than I could eat? I don't think so. Well, all the gummy citizens. I have not seen that many competent candy people on that uh, show. That's, well. Uh, the... I guess Princess Bubblegum just sort of makes stuff appear, huh? Princess Bubblegum. Well, I mean, have you seen the whole show? No. Okay, well, there's lore. I don't uh, know all of the lore. All right. Well, there's, uh. Because that I mean, cinnamon pepper bun guy peppermint is usually Butler in charge is very, of stuff. Uh, peppermint Butler is very competent. Yeah, Peppermint Butler is very good. But the, usually Cinnamon Bun is in charge of stuff. And Cinnamon Bun's a real doofus if I oh, ask Oh, he's me. a big old dumb doof. Yeah. The candy, they do a lot more with the Candy Kingdom in later seasons. In the first couple of seasons, it's like all the candy people are these like, man, we're candy people. <laughs> the banana guards are obviously all doofuses. Yeah. Um, there's Cherry Cola. And, uh,. Like a chicka cherry cola. Forget the other cream. Cold. Cream soda. They're like a couple, and then a bunch of shit happens with them. And he's an undead zombie. Anyway. Jeez. Anyway, yeah, you would not be allowed into the fucking candy kingdom, I'll tell you that much. No, I wouldn't. And, and all the gummy what? citizens would have to watch out first, because that's who you're coming for. But, like, what are they going to do to me? All of their, like, restraints and everything, <laughs> their weapons are all made of candy. Are they? I don't know. Do the banana guards actually have candy weapons as well? Oh, I don't know. I guess that's what I thought. I'm sure Princess Bubblegum could whip up a fucking trap that would uh, trap you. Yeah, there was that giant gumball guardian. The gumball guardians could shoot a laser and fucking zap you. That's true. I could die. But... <laughs> Well, the Gumball Guardian's not exclusively made of candy, is it? No, I don't think so. I think they're actually gumball machines. Hmm. Yeah, you're fucked. Yeah, well. I had a nice run. <laughs> All right, so our Hollow Earth is uh it's a bizarro world where everything is mirrored on the surface, yeah. but the opposite. Also, everything is made of ice cream and there's Chuck Yeager, he's flying around with his plane. <laughs> yeah. That's our Hollow Earth. Yeah, that's that <laughs> sounds pretty fucking cool. Incredible, yeah. If you don't want to go to that hollow earth, then I guess you don't like fun. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. You, uh, all you uh, hollow earth haters are, you might as well be fun haters because give, give me a break. If you don't want to go to our hollow earth, you don't enjoy anything. Yeah. You'd have to make ice cream cold to eat it. That's so bizarre to me. That's so fucking weird. That's why it's the hollow earth. Orange juice would taste great with toothpaste. In fact, it's a it's a love beloved meal. 
Yeah, toothpaste is probably the favorite condiment of all people in yeah. the hollow earth. Uh, you could put it on anything. Put it on a hot dog. Put it on uh, your dunk it in your orange juice. Wow. Uh, toothpaste is what we eat mostly in the in the hollow earth. You brush your teeth with food and you eat toothpaste. <laughs> yeah. Do you, would you poop out your mouth like South Park? Eat through your butt? Uh, we getting. I mean, how, how opposite, opposite would we, we go? Um, or is it like you eat? Well, I mean, you could do it a lot of different ways. You could eat shit and poop food. Yeah. <laughs> no, I don't want that because then I would never be able to eat this ice cream. That's true. Well, you'd be different. You're a surface dweller. Oh. So, so I don't know. Are there the laws of physics of this world applying to us? No, we go this down is there? actually, this is great. Yeah, we would go down there. They all eat shit and poop out food. We, so we'd eat their we shit. We eat their shit and poop out their food. Oh my God. <laughs> so it's symbiosis. They need us. Fucking weirdos are eating their shit. What the fuck? It's like, oh, the spaghetti and meatballs are great. <laughs> Fucking disgusting. Did he just eat a tree and then expel food from his butt? <laughs> These surface dwellers are fucked up. And everything's made of ice cream. Get out of here, normies. <laughs> Leave me alone. I'm eating this tree. Normies. That's what I'd call them because they're normal down there. Right. We're the weirdos. Yeah, we'd be fucked up. Yeah. More so than on this planet. You'd, uh... You think we'd find versions of ourselves down there? Yeah. Like there's a one for one for every person on the earth? They'd be, um, oh, there's a one for one for sure. They'd be, uh, mm -hmm. besides Chuck Yeager, who's just, I think, I think Chuck Yeager is the only one who can cross the planes and it doesn't matter. Yeah, he's already broken the laws of speed. Right. So now he breaks the laws of physics. <laughs> I'm Chuck Yeager. I traveled through time and had sex with your moms. I'm your father now. <laughs> Luke, I am your father. Chuck Yeager. Chuck Luke, fucking Yeager. Luke Bryan. I am your father. I fathered every country musician. <laughs> I'm drunk on a plane. <laughs> hey, me too. <laughs> yeah, there's definitely one-to-ones of us, and they are probably, like, doing really well. <laughs> they have, like, really large houses, great jobs. They're leaders in their community. They're well-respected. Um, they don't have a podcast. They have a podcast every week, but it's like it's successful. Yeah, people and, enjoy it. Mm -hmm. There's no intro. <laughs> <laughs> they uh, sound intelligent and <laughs> like they know what they're talking about. Right. Um, they don't have potty mouths. Well, actually, in the bizarre world, swearing is uh, very formal. Right. So in the Hollow Earth, so um. They would probably swear quite a bit. Yeah. They would think, like, why are we being so formal with it? Yeah. As we say, fuck you, leave me alone. They'd be like, okay. Fuck you, I'm going to eat your shit. They're like, hey, we're just, there's no reason to be that formal. Yeah. We're friends. We're friends. Good fella. Fuck you. <laughs> fuck you. I broke into your house to eat out of your toilet. Um, 
Yeah, but they, I would be, you know, we we would probably like switch body compositions as well. Oh yeah, <laughs> it's Bizarro Andy. Yeah, would look like Surface Art, and Bizarro Art would look like Surface Andy. Yeah, I'd be all buff and ripped, just like Art is. And then you'd look like a melting snowman, like I do. Actually melting snowman. Yeah. Like I just <laughs> You're like that snowman from that uh you ever you ever see that old brisk uh brisk iced tea commercial where the snowman uh goes into the laundromat and he accidentally gets bumped into the laundromat by the by the hot chick and then he gets melted and he's a fucking skeleton. Mm-hmm. And he comes over to the hot chick and he drinks her brisk iced tea and it's so cool and refreshing that it re snowmans himself and then he pulls out her thong. And I think the implication of that commercial is that that hot chick is going to fuck that snowman. You ever seen that commercial? That commercial (laughs) aired when I was like a little kid and it has left like such a fucking imprint on my mind. I I don't remember this commercial. (laughs) But you can Google it. It's Nestle Brisk Snowman (laughs) Commercial. Brisk B-R-I-S-K. Iced tea snowman commercial. I'm pretty sure the implication is that the snowman and the hot chick are going to have sex. I thought it was just going to end with, oh, he's, uh, oh, he, he, uh, <laughs> he gets melted. No. And this is like a, he's like a cool looking snowman. He's like, he's very badass looking. Like he has like a hat, I think, and boots, combat boots. So this is like a cool, probably listens to punk or metal music kind of snowman. He's got a big carrot nose. Okay. <laughs> I'm not lying. <laughs> It's probably on a list of like sexiest commercials of all time. Banned commercials. So here's one. Here's one where the snowman is a skeleton in the hot city and just steals a brisk iced tea from us from a man, an old man sleeping at a bus stop. I think they've done a lot with this badass skeleton snowman. Okay. I do remember this snowman. And then the snowman goes to a glacier and falls off. (laughs) Oh, here we go. Nestle iced tea laundrette. Yep. All right. Snowman. Wow, oh, he gets, with this guy. oh, he gets shut in to the washer. And then this babe is putting in her laundry and washes him. Yeah, she's like a mega babe, washes him out. Oh, and he turns into the skeleton mm-hmm. and pops out, grabs her brisk, reforms into a snowman, gets a grin, pulls her bra out from inside. Oh, he pulls out a bra. And then, yeah, he leaves, but she looks like she wants to fuck him. Uh, what about that snowman turned her on <laughs> she knows it's just a skeleton covered in <laughs> frost are you kidding me he's cool as a fucking cucumber and if you drink brisk iced tea you can fuck hot chicks like that in a laundromat <laughs> covered in frost <laughs> alright well that character is real in our hollow earth oh he's the king of the hollow earth yeah he's in charge <laughs> Bunkbunkers, look up net n e s t e a iced tea da- uh, dash laundrette commercial on YouTube. You'll find it. Uh, this, and he this- gets that fucking like that that look on his face. Like, oh yeah, he knows like he's gonna fuck this chick. He's a badass fucking snow skeleton. Yeah, and pulls her bra out from inside his chest. <laughs> I mean, I don't, he doesn't have a penis, unless he has a carrot penis. Well, I was not going to only assume. Just, it's like there's so many easier ways to fuck a vegetable than to 
find some weird snowman in a laundromat and then fuck the snowman. You know, like she could just buy a carrot and fuck herself. Like you like uh like snap cut, jump cut to like later they're in bed. They just had sex. He's obviously melted. The sex is so hot and steamy, and she's like, "This was a fucking terrible idea. Why did I do this? <laughs> Ugh, can you go away? What now? the fuck is wrong with me? <laughs> Why am I making such bad life choices? I need brisk. <laughs> My, I'm dying. <laughs> He's like an evil. This I is like an brisk. evil. This, this woman should be like, oh my god, a fucking skeleton. <laughs> He, ah! he doesn't look nice. He doesn't look. No, he's he evil look friendly or sexy. He looks evil. Yes, he he, even as a snowman, he looks like he's up to something. He's I got know a he's hat. Wearing like a cool. Why is he wearing hat? a hat? He wants to stay cool. He looks like a Jason Biggs in the movie Loser. I, yeah, it, that's what that hat looks like. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, he looks fucking evil and twisted, and like it's like what, what's going on here? People Jesus. should be scared as shit about this guy. Yeah, I would be scared of that guy. Anyway, well, well, that's why he's banished to the Hollow Earth. Yeah. <laughs> Bugfuckers, I hope you look up that fucker. I hope anybody knows that commercial and knows it just just off what we're talking about without looking it up. Message us. Let us know. Yeah, yeah. Because it has left an impression on me from a very young age. They don't make commercials like that anymore. They need to make more skeleton snowmen's, which I don't know who came, who, how much fucking drugs were they doing where they're like, all right, it's a fucking snowman. They're like, he melts. And they're like, Okay, but when he if he melts, how does he come back to? No, there's a skeleton underneath. Why does he have? Why does he have a human skeleton? Is he a snowman or is he a skeleton? What is he? He's a skeleton covered in frost. It's a skeleton, yeah, because it's a human skeleton. Yeah, there's no reason that a snowman would need to have a human skeleton. And it's a human skeleton. It's not like he is like a a skeleton made of like hollow bone circles. Right. There's a rib cage. There's a spine. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like there's there's parts that a snowman has no need for. Right. Like, why are there leg bones? The snowman has no legs. <laughs> the snowman can only shuffle. I don't know who came up with this commercial, but they're a fucking genius. Yeah, yeah. And we need them when we go into the hollow earth. I mean, I don't know if uh, Nesty is a uh, brand of Coca-Cola, but there should definitely be a commercial where that snowman fights the Coca-Cola polar bear yeah. to death. Yeah, <laughs> 100%. I need to see them fight in a claymation celebrity yeah. deathmatch MTV style fight to the death. Yes. Celebrity I need to see death it. Match. Yeah. It will be, uh, it'll be epic. Well, anyway, Andy, we need to get to our verdicts here. We need to get to our epic verdicts here on the Halloween. Yeah. Yeah. I'll go first. You want me to go first? Yeah, go first. I'll I'll go first. I'm going to, I got to bring up the booger scale. You bring up the booger scale. Here's the, the thing. Scale. I don't know what's under the earth. Surprisingly. Uh, I've never been to the center of the earth. Obviously, I believe in our version of the hollow earth quite a bit, hundred percent. That's, that's definitely right, case that's confirmed, mean. but in a general sense, you know, I'm going to have to go with, I actually am going to go case closed on this one. Um, as fun as I think it is and as cool and fun as I think it is. Um, I just not, I just, you know, I just don't think that there's anything underneath the earth besides more earth and, Lava. Bullshit. And minerals. Yeah. There might be some hollow stuff. Yeah. But I mean, if we drilled that far in and it got so fucking hot, like whatever lives down there. I mean, if there's a sun down there, that just, I mean. 
nothing can live down there besides some kind of weird tardigrade bacteria yeah. kind of thing. With So I'm case closed on Hollow Earth. I'm sorry. I think it's a fun idea, though. And obviously, I think that badass skeleton is cool as hell. <laughs> skeleton snowman. Yeah, uh, I, uh, I'm going to I'm going to kind of echo what you say. Case confirmed uh, that the skeleton is badass and definitely fuck that girl from the laundromat. Yeah. Um, case closed on Hollow Earth. I was debating about plausible quirk. I'll be honest, but I'm going to go case closed just because no data exists that supports that theory. Uh, based on what we know today, you have to say case closed, I think. But, you know. Like you said, could be weird tardigrades in there, but that doesn't mean that, you know, even if I would say, well, we haven't gotten that far in there. So maybe there are vast empty spaces. It's like at some point you kind of have to say like, okay, but what, like it doesn't make sense anymore. Right. You know, it's like, yeah, maybe, but the earth might still collapse on itself because of gravity. So I got to go case closed as much as I like hollow earth, as much as I want there to be a land I could escape to. And party with Chuck Yeager and Hitler and a snowman, like skeleton snowman, skeleton snowman. I, it's not real. <laughs> It'll just reside in our dreams. Well, bunk bunkers, uh, those were our verdicts and, uh, your verdicts don't have to reside in your dreams. You can oh. let us know what they are by using the hashtag. Uh, I mean, there's so many skeleton snowman. There's hashtag, uh, um, Hello, can you go, Earth? Hello, can you go? <laughs> uh, hashtag Hala Earth. There's a lot. Um, geez. Yeah, we got too many options. So I think that the, uh, I think the only way we can go is uh, hashtag Sims Hole. That's good. I like that. Hashtag, uh, Sims hole and let us know what you think about the hollow earth. Let us know what you think about our hollow earth and let us know what your hollow earth is. Let's yeah, tell us everything. what your hollow. We want to hear about your hollow earth. We do is. want to hear about your hollow earth. And don't just copy our ideas or fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> or we'll send our skeleton snowman. After you. <laughs> He'll steal all your brisk and your women. Yeah. And you know, who knows? Maybe someday Mr. Bunker and peon Musk will figure a way to make that skeleton snowman come to life. Oh, I don't know. He's kind of a badass. Yeah. Yeah, he'll knock things up a notch around here. <laughs> I won't want to leave the 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 uh the the open face toilet. That's right. You won't want to leave your bubble because uh it'll be a little too brisk in here for me. <laughs> oh my god. Let us know what you think. You can email us mrbunkerpod at gmail.com. Find us on Instagram and Twitter mm -hmm. by using the handle at mrbunkerpod. You can find us on YouTube where, uh, you know, YouTube. we've got some really fun uh, bunker videos, which are animated uh, bunker featurettes of some of our favorite topics. Um, you're just going to have to. We don't have a uh, URL just yet. We're, we're on our way. We'll get there. Got to get a certain number of subscribers. So feel free to subscribe and like and follow and do all that fun shit on uh, our YouTube page by yeah. searching Mr. Bunker's Conspiracy Time podcast. And if you like the show, you want to support the show, uh, you want to help keep the lights on here in the bunker, and you have the means to do so, no pressure. No pressure. You can support us on Patreon, patreon.com slash MrBunkerPod. You will get a extra episode of our Patreon-only show every month. Andy and Art Debunked, 
just what you wanted. Uh, More we've, of us. We've, uh, we've discussed the life and times of James Randi. We've looked into the myth that we only use 10%, 10 of our, our brains. brains. We've done a conspiracy song, like conspiracy music song countdown. A lot yep. of fun stuff on there. A lot more fun episodes planned in the future. So um, feel free to check that out. And um, well, Andy, we've we've gone through one sim hole and now we have uh, come out another. <laughs> yeah, we've been through the poles of this episode. Uh, in one hole and out the other. Um, thanks for taking this journey with us to the center of the hollow earth theory, bunk funkers. Uh, we sincerely hope you'll join us next time. That's right. Um, so anyway, we got to, uh, we got to get out of, you know, we got to, we got to go back to the surface here, Andy. Yeah. And, uh, so for not the titular Mr. Bunker, but for my Eldritch. <laughs> yep yikes uh, co-host Andy Hart I'm Art Stone saying that was the whole enchilada god damn that laundromat chick was hot Ever heard of Stoicism? Chances are, if you have, you've heard of Stoicism with a lowercase s, and not Stoicism with an uppercase s. Lone wolves, no emotions, antisocial behavior, cold, indifference, all that is Stoicism with a lowercase s. Stoicism with an uppercase s is the ancient Greek philosophy and virtue ethics framework that centers on service to the cosmopolis, to include your family, friends, community, and planet, and the development of a good moral character. My name is Tanner Campbell, and I'm the host of Practical Stoicism, a three times a week podcast teaching Stoic principles and concepts to anyone interested through the exploration of texts and deep dives into various moral topics. You can find Practical Stoicism where you're already listening to podcasts by searching for Practical Stoicism or by going to stoicismpod.com. I invite you to give it a listen today. You just might like it.